Some of you may have figured out we're not home yet. We're only halfway there. Mother's interrupted the course of our journey. What? He's programmed to do that should certain conditions arise. They have. Like what? Seems she has intercepted a transmission of unknown origin. She got us up to check it out. What kind of a transmission? Acoustical beacon that uh, repeats at intervals of 12 seconds. SOS. I don't know. Human. Good morning or good evening from wherever you're hearing this. This is Midnight Movies, and I am Kane, of course, and we're continuing our month-long celebration of Halloween. We're actually doing sci-fi horror right now. We're going to do the original Alien movie from 1979. But as always, I never do this alone. The guy who runs the entire show, the man, the myth, the man maybe not to be with, Mr. Mike. How you doing, sir? What is up, folks? How you doing tonight? Pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We have a awesome, uh, one of my favorite movies, actually, I got to say, uh, of all times. I'm a huge, I'm a big, I am, I won't say I'm as on par with you on horror, but I am a, a big horror sci-fi fan. Yeah, that's what I noticed when I talked to you about, like, when we're compiling the list of doing horror movies. Because we actually had a couple ones in mind for sci-fi horror, but like you really fought for this one really hard. And um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not going to complain about the original Alien. This is the granddaddy of all, to me, of all sci-fi horror movies. Like everything that came after this took so many elements and just like the feel. They never quite got to the Alien level because, you know, you're not. But, you know, you can feel this movie in like other movies. You know, if you watch Event Horizon, which was another one of our choices that we wanted to do, or... um there's another one that I can't think of, but uh, off the top of my head, like when it comes to sci-fi horror, this this is the one you basically, you know, if you want to make one, you're going to pick and cherry pick off everything in this film. Yeah, this one definitely it does a heavy influence. I mean, it not only did it spawn a decent series of movies, I mean, it, it started faltering towards the end, but I mean, you think this one, you know, introduced the probably one of the top top selling, you know. 80s movies and introduce you know heavily introduced not just Ridley Scott to the to the masses 
this one did, but I mean, it really aliens introduced them, you know, them to the masses, but also James Cameron, you know, stepped up and you mm-hmm. know, took, the, took the reins for the next one. And I mean, that, that was a start for his career. I mean, I know he had a Terminator, I believe was already under his belt, but I mean, this was a big major, major movie. And then, I mean, you just look at everything that came afterwards, the alien versus predator series, not the movie series. But the comic book series, there was Mm -hmm. a huge, massive underground movement of fandom from that alone. And then you actually had, I think it was Dark Horse, I believe, ran those comic book series. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some of those were amazing books, uh, you know, and that's what was the the excitement when Alien vs. Predator came out. We're all going, oh, my God, are they going to do any one of these books? No, dark. The, no, they, that that was the unfortunate part about. <laughs> yeah, the, but the, but the that dark was the sad horse, yeah. thing about those movies is they never even touched those dark horse comics because I think, you know, us being sweaties that we read those and we visualized like, oh my god, this is what you know, this is what we want. Like the meeting of these two gigantic horror creatures. Like we want this, and what we got, well, let's just say it fell a little bit short. Yeah, it did. I mean, I was happy with the first one. Not See, so I'm a, I'm the opposite. Where? I like the second one. Did better. you? Okay. Yeah, you're you like the first one. Well, I, I love like the, the first... first one. I think because of the tie-in to the rest of the series, that it 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 talks. You know, it refers to the Wyland Company. Mm-hmm. You know that you know that this that not only is you know canon here, it's canon in the Alien versus Predator, and most people don't realize. That this universe ties directly into Firefly. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, it does. Very first, yes, it does. Uh, very first episode of Firefly, or the second episode, depending on when you watch. I think it's the second one. It, well, well, depending on the airing on the order, yeah, yeah, okay. the, the true airing order. It was the second episode, but when you actually watch the DVDs back, the very first episode, you will see the Wylan labels on some of the boxes in there but i mean that that's to me i think it was the biggest reason i really enjoyed it because it really tied in everything for both alien and predator it showed you the origin of the wyland company and then of course it showed you the reasons behind what predator does mm-hmm. see to me i like the second one better i mean it didn't have the tie-ins but it actually made the predator what's what it's supposed to be i felt like the predator was kind of like secondary in alien versus predator because you know they got killed way too fast well, but is it and, and, well, and alien, alien versus predator requiem it was only one predator and, and ba- I, what, the story i want to know is basically when a distress signal goes out when you know because they're they're following off that first movie you know and basically the alien hybrid predator is born and this distress signal goes out to a predator in a planet and he's by himself i'm like whoa he must be a complete badass by himself on a planet he goes in there he wrecks shop i'm like oh okay like this is what i like like wasn't the greatest movie in the world, the whole pizza kid thing. But for me, I like that I could tolerate that one better. To me, it made a bit like they made the predator what it's supposed to be instead of like a, it being wussy. So, you know, this is my opinion only. But anyway, I'm gonna stop talking. We gotta start keep talking because yeah, uh, we, yeah, we got a movie to do. Yeah, we so, got a, we got a long movie. Just so you guys do know, this is the alien versus or the alien. Damn it, got the versus predator part in there. Got this is the alien director's cut. So we're looking at an hour and fifty six minutes, I believe, is on my yeah. Time. So it's gonna so, be long. We're so, literally yeah. doing midnight movies at midnight. Yeah, at midnight for a change. Uh, yeah, for a change. Actually, this is probably the second or third time we've done it. But uh, I, I always I always get that question from a few friends of mine. They're like, <laughs> well, why, "Why are you starting at 10? I was like, "Well, be still doing it at midnight. Back off. <laughs> don't yeah, don't, because, don't judge us. 
Yeah, don't don't be judgy. I mean, come on. Back yeah. in the day, we should just get the original OG crew one of these days, just uh, on a Zoom call to actually do a midnight movie. We got to find them all. We, we got. We got to find them all just to do one movie we can all agree on, and you know that'd be kind of a fun thing to do. But it's a handset, but the name came, and uh, I actually have a poster somewhere. I'll send it to you. But anyway, uh, enough talk and chit chat because we have to chit chat for two hours. So yes. guys, I'm at zero zero zero, and I'm gonna do the countdown as always from three, two, one. And hit play. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I love seeing that. The, the old, I know it's nostalgic. I, kinda, but I know. It's just, it's just something that, you know, I kind of miss it. I, mean, I just, I just keep that, waiting you know, for the car. Have... I keep waiting for the car to run around the, around the bottom. <laughs> you, remember, you remember Cannonball Run? <laughs> how, that, how that started? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say, you mentioned, um, cannonball run i was talking to a friend of mine at work today and i'm just out of nowhere i'm like you know what man it's like what i'm gonna punch your mama in the mouth <laughs> and he was like what i go dude watch smoking you bet it <laughs> boy when i get home i'm gonna punch your mama in the <laughs> I love the intro to this. this is, I, I know it's it's probably low budget. I mean, of course, you know, we're talking back then. Um, you know, we're looking at a budget of 8.4 to 14 million. I guess, you know, they, they can't give you exact numbers. But I just love the intro to this. Just the how, how the name slowly progresses out. And they did the same thing on uh, Aliens, too, which I thought was great. Yeah, it's subtle. It's subtle. If uh, our friend Brian, who's in SoCal, miss you, Brian. We'll get him back here one of these days. But um, as he would say, it's like there's a smoothness when it opens. Very simple. No, no. I mean, there is a slight music in the background, but nothing, you know, overpowering, orchestrated. It's giving you the sense of where you're at. You know, it's giving you the sense of the loneliness that you're supposed to feel and that the they, isolation. Feel, yeah. yeah the this isolation. is like, we've always discussed and I'm sorry to mean to cut you yeah, off. We've always discussed movies that if you don't try to do too much and just kind of like, keep it at a simple pace, it's going to work out well in the long run. This is one of those movies, simple pacing, simple premise. Yeah, this is this was referred to, I think, as as like Jaws in space because it, yeah, and it was because we don't really see the creature that much, and that's what gives you that that on edge feel. Just like within Jaws, you know, you you watch it, you're not seeing you're not seeing the creature, you're seeing a fin, you're seeing the point of view of of the shark. atmosphere is one of like to me environment and atmosphere play are are definitely a character in this movie yeah it, it he just it just plays he just plays off that like i said you're, you're getting the the solitude what year the 2001 come out Oh goodness! Was it a couple years before this? I believe two thousand one was early seventies. I believe sixty eight. Okay. Oh wow! I'm sorry, sixty eight. 
Okay, because you could see a lot of 2001 elements in here too, especially the corridors. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we're talking almost an 11-year gap, so definitely Ridley most I of think it was a if you think about 2001 that. and an alien, this is more of the upgraded version of 2001, except it has a physical kind of like villain where in 2001 it was more, you know, Hal being, you know, Hal. It's a computer, so. You know how people at work have who have never seen that movie? Oh, I well, well, because it's it's a tough one to get into. I mean, even for for some folks, it's a it's a it's a long draw. I mean, even the, even this one. I, I mean, being the you know director's cut, you know, it's it's still a long draw to to get to get get. But to it's the end. but it's worth it. It's one of yeah. those things. Yes, you have to wait a little bit. It's kind of like I compare it to Breaking Bad. Like people like, oh, you know, I tuned out after Breaking Bad after three episodes. I go, guys, you have to just give it a little extra thing. We've always said in Hero Asylum, give it that five episode thing. With Breaking Bad, you got to give it at least two more. Then it takes off. Yeah, definitely, definitely not action packed. This this is more the suspense, and and I think a lot of people are aren't used to to this style and that's something that not to sound like the old man in the room but you know that's something that's lacking and, and is missing and i think a lot of folks like a certain generation is missing out on that and missing the adventure of that because a, a quiet slow build pays off bigger to me because now you're you're being lulled you're like, okay, this is comfortable. This is comfortable. Oh, look, they're sleeping. This place is nice. I mean, it's a little cold, cool looking, but it's not. It's nice. This is you know, worn in. But yeah, I, yeah, I just think uh, there, there's times for 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 a nice lolly, laid back movie, and then there's then there are the times that yes, you you want that massive action sequence. You know, we want Endgame. Mm-hmm. But this then, but there's moments you just need that. You just need that chills factor, and yeah. I think horror has kind of gotten back into that. Thank you, Bloomhouse. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm going to say definitely. Bloomhouse is a big factor into that. When you look at some of the horror that's come out, um, I, I think a uh, Quiet Place, you know, is a prime example. I mean, nobody's talking. It, there's no action. It's it's nice and easy, nice and steady for a while. Uh, is it Don't Breathe? Another one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think our um, oh, I'll mention her name. Our one of our friends, Shannon. Like I, I, I told her about that movie. I was like, "You need to watch this." She's like, oh, "I'm not gonna get into it." I'm like, "Yes, you will. Yes, you will." She loved it. I remember she was texting me for days, like, "This movie's so good." Like, yeah, I told you. And it's like we get back on that wavelength of just like subtlety. So weird seeing John Hurt so young. I know that's yeah, that's isn't always, it. Yeah. <laughs> God rest his soul. And I believe this is one of the first movies we see Sigourney Weaver in. Or she done other things? I'm not sure. If she had, I don't think that any they were it was anything like major. Um I don't oh, I don't want to say that this is her first big one. Um let's see. That's her A young Harry Dean Stan, and he's been in everything as well. Yeah. Was Harry Dean Stan the um was he the officer in Avengers? When the Hulk landed in the that airplane carrier, he's like, "Hey, son, you need to put pants on." 
Yes. Yeah, that was him. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I had to think. I was thinking back. I was thinking more military hanger. And then you, when you said pants, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you just fell out of the sky. <laughs> uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver's first movie was Annie Hall, but she played a small role, like a, an extra. Then Madman, where she, she played an unknown character. And then Alien would be her first, I guess you would say, acting like she was headlining. She wasn't really headlining. In this, I mean, it's more it's more like a Tom Skerritt movie. I mean, when the when you look at the list, it is Tom Skerritt first, and then her. By the way, you need to. If one night, yeah, we go to my mom's house, talk to my mother about Tom Skerritt. He got a couple glasses of wine in her. Oh God. Oh, oh boy, yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sigourney like took off after this. This was her first big movie, and then she took yeah, was... off. I mean, you had Alien, then Eyewitness, and then Year of Living Dangerously, Deal of the Century, Ghostbusters. I mean, she she started. I mean, Deal of the Century's on. This now. was it. This was the movie that yeah. gave her the launch. I mean, when you when you want to put icons up, and you talk about icons in a in a genre, her we did a, we did a movie last week, Halloween. You know. Jamie Lee Curtis, these two, those two alone, you know, they, they, the icons that they are in their field and their in their movie genre. But here's the thing about those two, they weren't forced down our throats, and I and I I don't like saying that. I know I know what you're. But, and and I, you know what I'm trying to say. You're, you're you know, talking. You're talking about the, right now. You're talking about yeah, right I'm now the, the strong female characters that were being yes forced to go. Oh look look, they are strong. Look, we can do it. There's always they've always been there. They've always been always exactly. Been. Even this character right here, I forgot her name. She's a strong female character. She's like she's piloting a ship. It's just amazing how like things that from the past that we forget about that were all that they have been there for so long, but they have to be more glamorized now. They have just, to be pointed out, I guess you would say more. Yeah, more. more uh, you know, when you're pointing it out, um, you know, you even look. You know, you you have you know, like like you said, you know Sigourney Weaver, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You even look in the '90s, man. We had like um, probably in, in a a LB you know LGBTQ character, Xena. I mean, if you want to go into mm -hmm, that round, mm -hmm. and you talk about a strong female character, she didn't take shit from anybody and just did her thing. Nope, exactly. And it wasn't forced down your throat. It was basically just there. Yeah, and that's and that's what I think it, it, we've gotten away from it. It's like put them there, show that they're there. We don't need an explanation. We don't need, you know, you know, to explain that why they're there. It just they're there, they, and they've always yeah, been. We there. don't. Yeah, we don't need like the the walk away scene where they blow up a car, they smoke a cigarette. Like, yeah, hey, how you doing? My name is De <laughs> uh, Deborah, and I'm here to kick all ass. I'm like, all right, guys, okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a spoiler warning out um, right now. If nobody has seen the boys, please uh, give it about a minute, two minutes. Earmuffs. Earmuffs for about two minutes. Uh, I think it was a couple of seasons or a couple of episodes ago where they're making the movie and they have the end game female scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I about fell off. I fell out of my chair. I was like, they did not just take a jab at Marvel, and not only did they, they did, they did, they did, and they did it. Perfect. It was great. It was great. Oh my god, you gotta, you gotta give credit to Crippy. I mean, that Eric Crippy because he's, you know, he's had a couple of stinkers. I mean, Supernatural is his thing, but yeah, I mean, Supernatural, horrible, horrible. <laughs> but um, the boys is like, I can't wait. Oh. All right. Earmuffs off. Yeah, you're good. You come come back now. You're safe. Get him back. 
but yeah, I just had to had to get that out there. Queen Maeve. Oh yeah. So I got to ask you as for like horror films recently, I, I've sort of like, I've seen a few of his and I really want to see more. Uh, Mike Flanagan. Have you gotten a chance to check him out and see some of the stuff he does? Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, like no. Absentina, a coldless, uh, probably, probably one of his big, bigger name ones was uh, for Dr. Sleep. Did you get a chance to watch Dr. Sleep? I, you know, I haven't, people keep telling me to watch Dr. Sleep, but I have not watched it. I don't know why. I think it's like the whole stigma. People like I've heard, Good things and bad things about yeah. Doctor Sleep because yeah, like yeah, it's a, a, a it's sequel a hate to something not. you know and we've talked about I think we talked about it last week you know a sequel to something that was like thirty or thirty twenty five years ago always comes out bad sometimes yeah but apparently Doctor Sleep is one of those that's actually pretty good am I correct on that from what, I everything I have not seen Doctor Sleep again I think I was on the same boat I but I also wanted to read the book first before I saw it because I mean it is straight from King it's not a you know, it's not a, a fan made like, oh, I'm a fan. I'm going to I want to make a sequel of this movie. No, this is actually King's book adapt, you know, adapted. Uh, he also did um, the one I think I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago, the ha- uh, the Haunting on Hill House, the uh, the horrors, the series on Hulu or on Netflix. I meant. I didn't know. So I wasn't sure if you had gotten a chance to watch that yet or not. Not yet. But, you know, he's he's one of those ones. It's like nice, subtle, you know, d- d- it's he's he builds characters that you care about. Like right now we're building characters that we're going to care about because we're going to care when something happens to them. It's oh, not yeah. it's in not about, in about probably got, uh, let's say another half hour. Maybe. Yeah. But we don't have great scenes. I mean, just that cinematography, especially so now. good. And we're, it, we're this a year is outside. Yeah. We're yeah, a year, two years outside of Star Wars. And we're just seeing these great great like scapes um shoot what was it i mean oh, it but, looks kind of dated when you see that but well, you know when you what? see I the computer when you see the computer <laughs> but when you see the actual ships that can stand today the 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 external shots look at that look at that that's, that's amazing and again I'm, I'm sure i'm sure this is this is um I know people are going to say, oh, it's old man talk from two old guys. You know, no, they appreciate the past. It. And like, it's not really that. If it's I'm going like, to be honest, the, the stars line, little, mm, but this shot we're here coming up to the planet, that looks, that looks great. It's yeah. But yeah, the, the, I think the, the, the star, the star sky looks a little. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, it, there's some things that look a little dated. I'll be honest, but. But overall, it looks. But overall, I mean, just like story, it's it's kind of like when I saw which one was it, Prometheus, and I and look at I'm one of the weirdo guys who likes Prometheus, the one after Prometheus, mm, the explanation of the engineers. That's uh, that's a long conversation. Yeah, that's that's a bad. That's that's the thing that kind of like what. Yeah, that 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 takes the the, uh, the route that you and I always like to talk about. Hey, there's explaining, and then there's over explaining, and that was over explaining. Yeah. You didn't need to explain. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, that's the uh, that's they the, really <laughs> should just gone from Prometheus to here. 
Yeah, because to me, Prometheus answered enough questions about aliens. Where did that ship come from? How did it get yeah. there? And you what? showed the engineer at the end. It's fine. I mean, you but, didn't need to go to the planet and then the whole yeah. spore thing and then the two and oh. I, I didn't need to get mansplained about it, like aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to put it that way, but. That was no, really it's fun. true. <laughs> so do you didn't know, need it. Do you know the original title to this? It was not Alien. wasn't Aliens. It wasn't oh, Chessbuster. Oh, God. I, I That doc. What, what documentary I was telling you about? Um, it was uh, The Memory, yeah. The Origins of Alien. Yeah. It was on there. I watched it uh, a couple months ago. And I think I was. So I texted you it's about a week, it. It's a week. It's a week one. Week, 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 week. Star Beast. Terrible. I do miss the original poster. Remember the underlying, what it said? In space where no one can hear you scream. Yeah. I miss those cool movie posters like that. Nowadays, it's just so just, you know, just they're too busy. Like, remember that Star Wars poster, The Force Awakens, when it first came out? And we saw how many characters on there. Like, uh, okay. I kind of like simpleness in posters. Or movies. Simplicity is best to I me. Can, I can tell you there was one time and one time only I think I went to a movie based off the poster. I had no idea, no inkling of what the movie was, vaguely what it was about from the movie poster, and that was for um, Hurt Locker. <sighs> Such a good movie. I had gone to the theaters. I wanted to catch a movie. I missed it. I ran. I got there too late. I'm like, crap. I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I want to watch a movie. I got an afternoon off. Let me do something. And I just stood out in front. And I looked at the pictures, the posters, and I just saw it was it was the Hurt Locker one where the guy's standing in the middle of the desert and you see him pulling up the ropes and you just see the ropes going out, you know, multiple oh, directions. Man. And I'm like, what is this? And then I saw all the all the, you know, the critics. I'm like, and usually I'm like on the critics. But I was like, you know what? That just the poster, the picture alone is like, what the fuck is that all about? Oof, and I went in look. and I walked out of that movie and I was raving about it for Fucking it's months. Such a good movie. I was the only person at uh, at the Winchester. We were they were there, and we were watching uh, Oscars that night. And I and I was the only one. I was like, "Nope, Avatar is going to fail. It's this Hurt Locker is going to win." And they're like, "Who the what the hell is a Hurt Locker?" And damned if it did. And I'm like, "Whoo, should put money on that one." And I think that was directed by the same woman who did uh, Point Break, the original Point Break, not the remake. Uh, uh, shoot, I, I forgot know. her name. It's uh, James Cameron's ex, actually. <laughs> Is it? That's oh. what that was. Another kind of a uh, uh, Catherine Catherine uh, Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that was the uh, that was kind of the the other part. It was like you know, here's here's a James with probably one of his biggest movies ever, and he gets knocked out by his <laughs> by his ex wife. Ex wife, yeah. Go so, figure. Yeah, no, she did Near Dark, Point Break, like you said, Strange Days, K nineteen. I love. Oh my! You know what? I mean, just tons of Strange great Days. We got. Oh boy, that's one of those weekends we just got to sit around and just you know find ourselves some different kind of substances and just watch that movie. <laughs> that's not not saying you should, but just you know. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, but like great movies. Yeah, like I said, uh, Zero Dark Thirty in Detroit. I thought I almost said Doctor Detroit, which I think we should watch. Oh my! You, hey, I think you said Doctor Detroit. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Oh, Dan Aykroyd at his finest. 
I just triggered. I got to see if I can find that one. <laughs> oh my god! If you find that one, uh, there might there might be an extra movie one to watch this. This. Oh boy! I'll put everything to the side for Doctor Detroit. Screw Ragnarok. <laughs> Again, slow tension. Slow tension. Not abrupt, not aggressive. Everything is a buildup. And I I love the the world building that that's just happening around. Oh, it's so good. And this is 1979, I believe, or 77 when it was released? Uh, 79, I believe, is what the. 79? Said, okay. Yeah. My brother, Christian, he he's a huge Alien fan. Huge. He actually owns this movie on Blu ray, DVD, and box sets and everything because he's just, he loves this movie. Yeah. I, I wish he- we could have gotten him on, but he's working the night. Yeah, the only one I I have this I have the quadra 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 trilogy or whatever quadrology or whatever it is where it's all the movies. And if nobody has yet to see Raised by Wolves, please do yourself a favor. I, know I haven't. Talked to, I, I, I haven't seen it. I know you you haven't seen it yet, um, but it's you know it is a Ridley Scott movie, and there are a lot of links to this. Not so much a direct link, but definitely. A subject link that that he carries over from this movie to into Raised by Wolves, and, and it's it's a classic. In a, it's a great sci-fi in the classic sense. It's not your ships. It's not a Star Wars. It's not a Star Trek. It is true classic sci-fi, very similar to this, where it's a slow build. There's and there's a lot of tension in the rooms or around the area, but uh, deals a lot with like an alien, not an alien, an android, you know, issue. But yeah, it's really, really well written and, and well shot. Um, I don't know if he's doing the the directing. I, I know he's a. Yeah, I know it's under his name. I don't, don't know if he's just doing the writing or what. I'm not sure about that. But it's uh yeah very very well done. I've again another one. I, that's another reason why I'm I'm backed up on the on the boys and um and on Lovecraft Country because I just I, I started watching. Some well, of I'm that. still behind on Lovecraft Country. Trust me, and, and I, I'm the one who recommended that show to people. And I have only seen the first two episodes, and I have started and completed the first season of a series that I have yet to watch, but Kane is a fan of. Ooh, I have uh, now inducted myself into the first series or season. Of Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> I am. Uh, what you think? What you think? What'd I'm you loving think? it. I love it. I, it's. I mean, it, it's. It's. You just got to get past the British stuff. But I'm. I'm a. I, I'm a big fan of like some of the British. Uh, British comedies, and and so I just have to get past that. And some of the British humor just is great. Um, oh, it's fantastic. The, what's the the one with the with the aliens trying to take over? Uh, the, the the parliament and it's like all they, they they have to shrink themselves down to fit into human yeah. bodies and they're farting through the whole show I'm like I'm dying I'm like oh my this is great but they it's like they take they can't take themselves serious about it and that's what I love love about it and Christopher Edelson was the first well he was the perfect person to actually they put to do that reboot to launch them again. Yeah. I mean, as you go as you go further and deeper, you get you get to have your favorites, but you know, yeah. 
Right, now, me, right he, now, I'm enjoying he, it. He, I'm in, I enjoy Rose. I enjoy, enjoy it, yes, but you, you're gonna you're gonna get to that point. I even me, even I mean I know a a bit of the history of it. You know the 60s, 70s. I know I know who the villains are. I know some of the ideas of the Doctor. You know the, what the TARDIS is. You know the the screwdriver. I, I I understand it. I don't. I can't go. Oh, okay, I remember this episode. But there's an episode on there. I think it's like the seventh or eighth one. The uh, the Dalek one. Oh, the Daleks, it, yeah. Yeah, now, well, it was the one where, where he finds finds another one still around, and it's like, man, it was Oh, a and heart. it was decommissioned, yeah. And, I, and yeah. I have no connection to this, but it was just a heart-ripping episode. I'm like, man, this is just... Or he's sitting there, and he's just yelling at it and screaming yeah. at it. Oh, my God. Yeah, if anybody's interested, that's why, why I haven't really been able to, to start watching it until uh, HBO Max has uh, the, the the second run of the 15 seasons that started in 2005. Yeah, like if I would recommend anything, like the first run is a little hard to watch. Watch the second run. That's why That's why I started because it was yeah, something that's that the you, best had, one you to had told me to watch. I'm like, okay, well, here it is at 15 episodes. Not bad. I mean, only 10 episodes a season. So it's you know plus it's, the uh, the holiday specials. Well, yeah, you have some. Like, I think the first season didn't have a holiday special. It, it was no, 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 because they didn't think they were going to be on that long. But yeah, again, it's. I mean, but it's, it gets be- it gets a lot better. It's yeah. all I'm going to say. Well, it's weird. It's like fifteen series, fifteen years since it came back, but there's only 12, 12 seasons. So really, it's. I mean, it's not a lot when you look at it. it I, I it's mean, a great I, shot right there, by the way. I mean, I can I can burn through the you know the season one a season a week. So it won't take long. It's to me, it's it's always been a different type of sci-fi. Like I was never a Whovian for a while because I, I had watched the old series on and off because I was a little kid back then. My brother put it on. I'm like, what the hell is this British humor? And like, I didn't get it, but I saw it. But then when I, like, I was, I was kind of re-energized as like, I think you are by watching the newer series. I'm like, oh, okay. So they updated everything kind of like more contemporary. And it just like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, I mean, I I watched a little here and there with uh, one of my friends, Melanie, uh, growing up. She was a huge Who fan. I mean, and she's, and again, growing up, this series, and she, it was still on the original series for her. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'd seen stuff. I just couldn't really get into it yet. And I, I guess, in a way, I was feeling bad. I was calling myself a sci-fi fan, and I just don't think you can call yourself a true, full sci-fi fan. Unless you start watching. Unless you watch. It doesn't mean you have to like it, but you can at no. least. I can, again, no. I'm going to give it a five. Because the episodes are so short, I'm probably going to give it a two-season run. It doesn't catch me. It's caught me so far. But I got. I know next season we get a new Doctor, so I got to see if that guy, if I like him or not. So, You know what, honestly? I think you will like him. I think you'll like him more than the first one. That's why I was wondering. I thought I thought you would catch on for for this week's uh, Women Crush Wednesday. I did until you finally um, told me. Well, that's why I, I was, was like, like mm. I was like I was like man, I threw out a Doctor Who reference. Man, he didn't say I nothing. Did. I was like, okay, fine. So that's yeah, that's kind of where it came from. I was like, man, yeah. there's got to be a no, ro- I rose. Think I, to I, think, me. You know, I think what it was, I was kind of in shock that you threw it on there. Like, wow. I didn't. I was kind of taken back. I was like, wait a second. Hmm. That's why I kind of wrote you. I was like, yeah, right. I like the fact that we're going deeper and deeper as far as like Women Wednesday and Titan Tuesday. Well, that was a, like, that was, I mean, that was for me really for the for the women, you know, Woman Crush Wednesday was really I wanted to delve into that. Some, you've had those. some really good choices, and I think lately in Titan Tuesday we haven't. The thing about Titan Tuesday, we don't do. I mean, I'll give you guys a an, an little insight. I don't do the obvious choices. Because they're too easy. Like I, well, we did Batman for Batman Month, which was great. 
But we haven't done like I don't think we've done Superman. We haven't done Wonder Woman. We haven't done Spider Man. I'm more going to deep of other characters that I think are should be more prominently or prominently mentioned and give them some more love because everybody knows who Spider Man is. Everybody knows who Wonder Woman is and blah blah blah. So that's kind of like my insight into Titan Tuesday. I mean, once in a while, I may throw like some obvious characters. But... Well, like well, like we did for like you said, the Batman, the Batman. Yeah, week, you know, it's like, oh, of course, yeah, we did Batman. But it'll never be somebody you could, you know, oh, who? It'll be somebody like, wait a minute, who's that? Like the one I have for this Tuesday. Oh boy. It's amazing how they built this scene or this room. Considering the special effects on this is supposed to be the space jockey, aka the engineer. Not 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 green screen, not blue screen, no, nothing digital. That is just amazing. Yeah, look at that. And of course, everything I'm sure everybody knows if you're watching this with me, with us, and everything. It, it's HR Geiger, amazing, amazing. HR Geiger, like n- no words, no word. I have a, I have actually three books of HR Geiger's art. I love Geiger, or Geiger, as they say. Geiger. I call him Geiger. Yeah, me too. It's it's, it's the American way. Yeah. But, but if you guys have never beautiful. seen his art, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go chop. Oh, but no, you're good, yeah. his art is beyond phenomenal. He created the alien creature that you're going to see eventually. He, he created the environment that you're seeing right yeah, now. Yeah, envi- he created all of this. I mean, I'm sure some of that is is the background painting, but I mean, but that's um, it's but it's but look, it still looks good. Like I've always loved, I've always loved the little the exhaust of the air that comes out of their suits. Yeah, it's a little subtle thing. Now they're discovering what happened. I really wish they stopped after Prometheus. Yeah, again, it's this is the tease. This is like this when is you the, find, when you watch that other movie, it's just uh, this. This is a, a, a what a, a thirty year tease, basically, almost forty yeah. years of what happened to this. What happened to this creature? And spoilers, guess what? In that second movie after Prometheus, they didn't even mention what happened here. Like, this scene was never brought up at all. Nothing. Like, if if that second movie ended with the engineers like this or something, I would have forgiven it, but it didn't. It was like, oh, no, there's another movie. Sorry, guys. Now we're continuing the whole Android thing or artificial intelligence thing that's going to be somewhat villainous. Look at that shot. That's that's a painting. 
again. Look at that. Now, I don't do, think, you, do you know who else? Uh, who else might have been? Who was else up for Captain Dallas? Uh, Burt Reynolds, maybe. No, another famous space captain or pilot, captain or pilot. I don't know which one you would call him. Mark Hamill? No, that would be a Mr. Mm. Harrison Ford. He turned down the role for Captain Dallas. Yeah, mm, I'm glad he did. Did eat him. Too much overexposure. Now, here, here's a weird little trivia one. The blue light you're seeing mm-hmm. above the above the eggs in that in that in that room we were just kind it's of freaky. In. Look at that. Yeah. Do you know where that came from? Uh no. Came from a rock band. Really? They were they were working on a light show for their for their own show. And they and they were working what in the band? studio studio next door. The Who. Wow. The Who and Roger Daltrey were next door <laughs> working on their show, trying to get everything dialed in. You know, if most people don't know, they the bands practice and, and get their shows perfect before they go out to tour. And they were doing that and they and he let them borrow the blue light. So they That's could, yeah. So so you can you can thank uh, the Who and Roger Daltrey for uh, adding another level of effect. And honestly, I think one of the cooler ones was yeah, was him as too. he touches the the, the blue the, the blue mist. It, it makes a noise. I mean, I think it's really great. And there we see the eggs. Again, the explanation of this, like, what was that second movie called? It was not Prometheus, but the one after it. I forgot the name of it. Uh, Started with a C, didn't it? Yeah. Was it? Oh, Covenant. Covenant. Covenant, Yeah. Was it called Alien Covenant? I think it was. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, yeah, Covenant. Yeah, 2017. Because you what? Because you actually saw the alien? Uh, Yeah. No. Nope. So you were talking about uh, the, where uh, Ridley Scott citing movies that who you sh- that shaped his influence. Yes, two thousand one Space Odyssey is uh, is there. Uh, there got to be some Roger Corman movies uh, too. St- Star Wars, obviously, New Hope, and one that would fit more into the horror genre. And I'm kind of surprised it's on here for him because it's not known for being a well received cinematic movie. But in I'm the sorry. in the horror, keep going. This is the money yeah. shot literally yeah, coming up right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, Boom! Great. Oh. Uh, but no, it's it's not known. It's 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 a masterpiece in the horror genre, but not known for being a cinematic cinematically a great movie. Mm. Uh, 1974. To give you a kind of idea, obviously it's got to be before the 79 movie. So 1974. Well, you know what. My dad took me to see a movie called Sinbad and the Seven Deadly Sins, so I'm going to say that one. No, sir. Okay, well, that was wrong. L- little, little known uh, fun film, a uh, little uh, uh, college film uh, called uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? Yes, that was huh. a big influence for him here. Okay. Uh, I can definitely see the being alone, that, that solitude. That I can definitely kind of see that. 
So it's it's funny to to have that be an influence on somebody like Ridley Scott, who is known really for his cinematography and his and his shooting, um, you know, great in great scenes. There's um a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that one day we should do. It's with Dennis Hopper in it. I think it's I think it's two or three. Oh my god! Uh, three, I believe it's three. Is it three? It's yeah. three. Is it three? Oh boy! Is it the boy. mall one? I'm trying to remember. If it's, I thought it I'm was not three. sure. If it's two or three, I know he's in it. Yeah, he's like playing like the weird. It's the most ridiculous thing you'll see. That's what well, I'm no, say. I've he... seen it before. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do have I do have horror uh, horror elements in my in my past maybe okay no maybe it was two yeah two i never and uh the reason he was in there uh it was because it, it was written uh or directed by toby hopper his character makes zero sense but so entertaining now this is horrific they have to literally take off that space helmet by melting it off and that thing has melted through the helmet Onto his face. Horrifying. Look at that. And it and it goes tighter around his neck. Can't remove that thing. Sorry, guy. That's funny. That the shot that we saw earlier with um with the space jockey sitting it sitting in the on the gun in the gunning ship. Mm-hmm. That's actually uh to make that look bigger than what it was. That was actually Ridley Scott's two sons. They were kids in the suit. Really? Yeah. So that's why it was able to make it look bigger than what it really was. Oh God! That's really? uh, sons. Jesus. Well, I wonder if they do anything. What's that? Their son. His so really, got sons. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, if anything, he he definitely they definitely work with him. Uh, he oh, had, uh, he's got Luke Jordan, uh, works primarily in field of, film of uh, music videos. You've got Luke Scott. Uh, he was a second unit director on one of your favorite movies, uh, Exodus of Gods and Kings. <laughs> and The Martian, uh, both directed by his dad. So he is working with his dad. Uh, made his directorial debut in 2016 on a movie called Morgan. And then uh, Jordan, he's a photographer, filmmaker, nothing to write home about. And I didn't realize Ridley had a brother, and his brother's actually a well-known yeah, director. Uh, oh, yeah, he passed away, or he committed suicide, I believe. Yeah, 2012. But no, he yeah. was actually uh, actually a really good. Um, 
She's best known for directing action and thriller films, The Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop yeah. 2, Last Boy Scout, The True Romance. Last I Boy mean, Scout. like this, his his records are just like his his amazing. Yep, that's when you discover that that thing. Be careful. Literally a weapon. Look at that acid. Yeah, another great concept. Okay, we can, we can try to hurt it, but we can't. I mean, that's... If you try to kill it, if you try to make it bleed, guess what? You'll die. The thing is literally a living weapon. Which makes it all the more terrifying. Look at that. Just showing how that face hugger, even with a slight cut, can just basically damage, you know, a little area of the ship. There's a movie that came out recently, and I'm trying to think, that was not similar to this, but I'm trying to think. Where did I see it? Yeah, that's what you're messing with. I don't think this guy is no longer with us, the uh, African-American gentleman. But he's been in some films as well. Of course, Harry Dean is still around, I think. Uh, actor that played Parker. No, he's still with us. Uh, Yafit Frederick Koto. Uh, been, uh, he played uh, Dr. Kanaga and Mr. Big in James Bond, Live and Let Die. Okay, that's where I remember him yeah, from. Yeah, he's, he's got a pretty illustrious career. He did stop uh, making movies back 2008. Um, and nothing since. Yeah, just retirement. He's got, that's got a... It's got a good career, it looks like. Nothing I, I would, uh, you know, snuff That's at. That's good. Again, atmosphere. Did you ever watch Mother? Yes, I think you and Ben... Got me to go watch Mother, if, if that's oh, the one I'm boy. thinking about. I mean, it's not quite this, but that's... I remember the night that I talked to Ben, and he was insistent. Yes, like, yeah, you, yeah, have, no, to Mother, Mother. Yeah. Yeah, you have to watch Mother. Because like, I think the same night he insisted to you, you're texting me going, dude, he keeps bothering me about this freaking movie. Let me watch Yeah, I, I found I, it. Like, that's true. I was like, you know, f- screw it. I'm just going to watch it. And I started watching. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I mean, I do like Jennifer Lawrence's some stuff, but that one I just I, I got sold on her. I was like, okay, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like I like what she did for um, 
for the what is the hell the name of the series? Drawing a blank on it. X Men? No. God, no. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, she, she did go down the uh, X Men. Um, yeah, you do. Uh, uh, Hunger uh, Games. Mocking. Uh, mock, yeah, no, the, Hunger, Hunger, the Hunger Games. Hunger Games, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, I kept going to Mocking too for some reason, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, I no, know. it's not called the Mocking. It's a, yeah, Hunger Games. I thought she did a great job on that, uh, you know, on what they did for the from book to movie, but when I saw Mother, I was like, oh, okay, that that's what you can do. All right, I'm on board for this. She was an okay mystique. I thought she did good as a younger mystique. Uh, yeah, as in the first it, it, later, I she was yeah, great. The, yeah, the first one. I, later, later on, it kind of got a little weird. Hmm. Look at the android. Even what does the android have to wear gloves? It doesn't feel anything. I was thinking the same thing, but I wasn't going to say. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering, like. You're an android. Like you're not going to die. You're not going to get any. Diseases. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's trying to cover up the fact that he is an android. That he's an android. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. it, it becomes apparent later on that they're they're shocked at at the strange turn of events that occur. Doesn't he show back up in the second one? But he's more destroyed, and then like, uh... no, 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 no. Is it this one that he's okay? No, because you have uh, Ash in the second one. And she's distrusting of Ash. Yeah, yeah. The whole movie. Because of what happens here. They did a, um, it goes a couple of years ago, they did a Aliens, like kind of reunion panel back when we were able no, to No, not Ash, out. I'm sorry. Ash is here, Bishop. Bishop, yeah. Sorry, right. sorry about that. I was like, By hmm. Lance Hendrickson in yes, one of my favorite great. TV shows yeah. of all time, Millennium. Yes, it is. Oh, boy. Yeah, very, uh, very, I, to me, I think extremely underrated actor. Uh, the, his, his Lance? Oh, yeah. What was that movie, After Dark, where he played, where he's part of like the redneck vampire family? Yeah, he, uh, he, he, <sighs> he, he fought, he fought in the, in a war for the South, is what he says. So good. I'm not gonna say we should do that movie, but there's there's too many movies in the list. But it's funny we always bring them up while we're doing a movie watch along. This is what you guys are missing. See, we always post on Facebook to join us for these midnight movies, and some of you guys don't want to come on, and I understand. But she come on, like we had a uh, Brian, my friend from from my uh, San Francisco, came on last week, did Halloween. He loved it. He wants to do it again. It was funny because when I was talking to him after it was done, he was like, oh, my God, there's so many things that I didn't even know, like, movie-wise. Like, you guys are, like, amazing. Like, it's not even that. No, it is. It's I just mean, like when amazing. you watch it, things will come up that, you, you know, you have, like, that recall information. Now it's funny uh, we're talking about Ash, but Ash did not appear in the original script because the original script, yeah, the original script was written by uh, D Dan O'Bannon's, but a Ash was not in the script. Hmm. So again, it, it leads more into what I was saying about Ridley Scott. Now he has, I think he has a uh, an Asimov. I think he's a fan of Asimov because of the alien or not alien, the android robot theme he seems to have in his 
in some of his movies, especially in the mm-hmm. sci-fi realm. Because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of being left alone, a lot of, you know, Isolation, androids. Yeah. I, well, not only that, but androids going a little wacky. A little, oh, a little bit uh, insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you look, you not only have this, you have, uh, like I was just talking about, you know, ra- um, Raised by Wolves. But then you, you also look at uh, Blade Runner. In the in the in the story about Blade Runner, yeah, very yeah, very anti yeah. very anti android, um, you know you know letting them get in control. Uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, you have you know, I wouldn't say Martin, you know, the Mar- the Martian falls into that, but I mean, but he definitely has no. a he, he definitely has a, has think. an anti uh, anti uh, that, android. That's yeah okay. I was I was I was thinking about the uh, the Martian for a second. I was like, is he right? Yeah, you, yeah, okay. I got you. You're right. You're right. Guess he. I guess there's no no Roombas in his house. <laughs> he had the Food Lion symbol up there. You remember Food Lion back in the day? Oh yeah. I think there's still a food line around. I'm sure. See that symbol right there? It looks like the food line symbol. Uh oh. Ah! Don't worry. It's dead. There'll be be a throwback to that later. Yep. And not this movie, but another movie. Oh. (laughs) How come we haven't done that movie? And there's a little hint. If you notice the body language between Dallas and, and Sigourney. There was a scene where they were seen uh, making out. Oh, yeah. Well, he wanted to show how the crew being trapped in such a confined area, how casual they were with each other. That it wasn't, yeah. you know, it's just she has a husband. She's got a kid. But it wasn't so much about, you know, love. Oh, wait. Wait. She was married? Yeah. She's got a daughter. Don't you remember in uh, Alien? No, I don't they, remember. They, they make a comment. She makes a comment about her daughter. Yeah, that that was the whole connection with in, in Aliens that she she drifted to oh, to Newt New- because mm. well because Newt was her replacement for her daughter. Her daughter. Uh, there's a, there's a cut scene uh, in Aliens, the director's cut, where she actually gets to see like um, uh, what's his nuts. Uh, Paul Reiser shows her shows him or shows her pictures of. Like her daughter and how old she is, and like her, her daughter's like in her seventies now or sixties or seventies. She's gray haired and older than she is. Dude, Paul Reiser was a dick. Oh, in that he movie. was a perfect. Oh villain. my perfect god! Villain. Did you ever see the SNL skit with Paul Reiser like reprising his role from Aliens? No. I, I need oh god, look it up when you get a chance. It is hysterical. Man, I gotta say, I was just looking over his. Uh, Ridley Scott's a career. It's not. He's he's had some stinkers. Not really. Yes, he has. Not a lot. Uh, okay, name off recently. Go after two thousand. After two thousand. Go after two thousand. God, man, that's a long career. Okay, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Hannibal. No, yes, thumbs up. Black Hawk Down. Good. Matchstick Men. No. This wasn't bad. It wasn't, I didn't it wasn't like that. No, didn't like that. Nope. Uh, you had Kingdom of Heaven. No. Actually, no. Wait, the director's cut. Yes. Yeah. I was, uh, director's cut. You had a good year with uh, with Russell Crowe, which I thought was a decent. Mm, I mean, it wasn't your. Like uh, mm. I'm, I'm going to kick you right here in the nuts. Sorry about this one. American Gangster. 
Probably one of my favorite movies, Body of Lies, with him. After that, Robin Hood. Eh, wasn't my favorite Robin Hood. Eh. Like I said, I mean, mm. you really look at his career. I mean, yeah, he's Didn't got he a, do The Counselor? The Counselor was a horrible movie. Yeah, Ugh, yeah The Counselor bad. was right after Prometheus. Ugh. But... I mean, like I said, I mean, overall, I don't remember Body of Lies. That's body of Lies. Oh my again. god, it is. It is. You know me, and I'm not a not a huge fan of uh, DiCaprio. It's DiCaprio, Russell Crowe, and uh, DiCaprio is basically like a uh, a CIA spook that's out in uh, Afghanistan, and he's working huh? with the local governments uh, to uh, to try to like flush out a terrorist group. It's a great, great movie. I have to watch. It. Oh I man, I'll have lies. to send you. I'll have to send you that yeah, one. Yeah, you gotta send me yeah, that. One. That's I don't remember that. Great, one. that's one of my. Fa- I can like. Again, I'm not a. I'm not a huge DiCaprio fan. That's one of those movies I can rewatch and rewatch. And, I, and again, I'm not a big, not a big Crow fan either. But it's just one of. There's something about the, the characters that they play. Especially Crow, the, Crow, because he he puts on all this extra weight, and uh, and it just I'm just a, his I'm personality. A big, I'm a big fan of Fat Russell Crow. Well, then you'll definitely like this one because even his his personality and his attitude is just like hey, screw yourself. You know, this is have what you seen I do. The nice guys, you have to watch the nice guys. I think I've seen that. The ni- dude, yes, watch the nice guys. But you know, but to, but yeah, definitely send me body lies. Yeah, no, it's, it's like I said, it's it's um, up there with one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I can just like rewatch and rewatch. Can you give me that shirt for Christmas? The one that Harry Dean Stanton's wearing. That flamingo weird shirt. Yeah. We'll work it's on that. so obnoxious. I want to wear it. You hear that, folks? Kane wants that god-awful yellow shirt. I'll send you my Amazon wish list. That's the one thing I I felt that Prometheus and then Covenant kind of lacked. When you see the computer screens, it, I mean, it's a simple little thing. I mean, th- those computers are for what they are during that time, right? And when you see the computers in the Covenant and, you know, um, Prometheus, they're supposed to be prequels to this movie, right? Why do those computers look better than the computers they have in this point now? Uh, that's a, the, it's the it's one touch. of those it's one of those things that if, if same thing you can talk about if you look at Star Wars if you look at yeah, Star Trek there are certain things I would go and I, and I'm going to play devil's advocate because I love it mm-hmm. this is a this is a freighter all right this is okay. this is your semi of space it's got worn and torn and beat the crap up it doesn't have the best technology on it and here's the thing I would accept that. Because these are these are basically uh, I, I, these I are basically that. truckers. You're looking at a group of truckers okay. on a trek. <laughs> so that's fine. So the uh, grid-like flooring on the Nostromos there, that actually was milk crates turned upside down and then painted. I just love this scene. Yeah, this is the this normalcy. Everything's fine. Is that a PBR? He's drinking. No, that's not a PBR. Sorry, I thought I was. I think no. That it, I think that was a PBR. It had, it had some of the colorations, it like but PBR. I don't think. PBR. <laughs> nah, it's not a yeah, PBR. It's, I don't think it is. It looks close to it though. This scene is ranked number two in the most scariest in the uh, AFI. Uh, 
What is number one? I did not see the list. I do. I just know that this one was listed as like this one two. is terrifying. Oh yeah, this one is terrifying. Like I, I remember when I first saw this, I couldn't sleep because I had a room with my brother. Oh my god, here he comes. Do you think the android knew? I don't. Or Ash. I think he knew. He may have. I mean, there, I there's a good did. possibility. Look, look, look at his eyes. Look at the way he looks at him. He doesn't even try to help him. Well, I'm sure he knew after do, doing his research on the alien when it, when it was in there and he realized that it was sending him, sending something. Now, most, prob- most people will probably know this, uh, but the chest bursting scene, the shock that you see on these people is legit. They didn't know it was coming. Was this Ridley's idea? To what? Scary? Yeah. Oh, that, that whole, that whole, that, oh, that, that reaction, that reaction to everybody was real because they didn't know that that pop was going to happen. Right. Still, that's, that, that, that's that straight up. You'll still never, you'll never get, oh, that's awesome. Oh my God. Look at that. Boom. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my lovely. Hello, my valent. <laughs> I had to throw a little space balls. Levity in there. How, you know what? How have we not done that movie yet? Shocks me. You know, we, we got to talk to Steve-O. Yeah, somebody was asking me when we we're going to get him back on to, to do a... We, we got to get him on for space balls. I mean, make that make that a, a priority. Make that a plan, like for the future. Make it like a month or two months in advance. But that movie has to be done. By the way, this is one of the like we just witnessed one of the most horrific scenes ever, <laughs> and all we can think about is baseballs. <laughs> Welcome to the Heroes Asylum. So let's see. Midnight movie edition. Number one. Why can't I find it? Where is it? You find it? Uh, no, it's not showing up. Oh, damn. It's not giving me the list. We'll get it. We'll get it. Damn you, IMDb. Damn you, straight to hell. And literally, the movie begins now. You're like basically, what, almost an hour in? Oh, okay. One of the examples I was going to mention. Directors back then love to get true, true reactions. Some some directors still do now, but this director, along with another director, around the same time frame, got a another actor to react to something he didn't expect to see. Um, and we we've referenced this movie already because this is blank in space. The, the 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 creature is treated the same way as this other movie. We don't 2001? see him. No, we don't see him. We only see him at the end. Jaws. Ooh. Jaws, yeah. Okay. The, the, the well, scary... you, you actually saw a little bit of Not really. The shark. You, you, you would see a fin. You would see, you see the fin. You would see, you see, like you would see more. Yeah, you wouldn't see much. You would just see a little bit. You would see a, a fin pop and just a, a shadow underwater. Yeah, you, that, that was the one thing about Jaws. You never saw the creature. Or the monster, and the same thing with Alien. Again, I, I this Alien, you know alien is just, always you know what? What? I just thought about it. The most terrifying scene in AFI history. I know what it is now. What's that? 
It has to be Jaws, the original Jaws. That's what I just said. That's what the whole conversation we were just having. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You smoking again? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> no, I think I, I just missed it because I was just thinking about something else. I drifted. Sorry, guys. So, yeah. So, yeah, no. Yep, Jaws. When they, that makes it, sense, though. When, when, I mean, the, the scene where when Dreyfus is underwater and, and, the, and the head pops up or the body pops up out of the, out of the hole in the ship, that was unscripted. He went down there. They're filming him, and 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 Spielberg's like, "No, just pop that head out." And that that reaction of oh, of a, so wait, that that was a scene that was the that scene. was a top yeah. AFI yeah. hundred yeah, or because, number one. Well, you think no, uh, you, no, no, no? You know what I was thinking of the girl in the beginning of Jaws, eh. where she's like, "Darn it, that's terrifying." I think that's more terrifying than the really, to, the to head me. That, to me, to me, the head because he's down there. It's, no, you're lulled. No. The, you know, you're swimming out there alone isolation uh, what is going on and then nah that doesn't scare no like i said that head pop uh, out. That, dude, that we head have that, no we're gonna have a long conversation about that sometime maybe tomorrow <laughs> i will break down that scene to you too so, so will bring I. your so bring your so will i head pops up Motherfucker gets scared. Uh, Scary dude, scene. No. no, you know what? Save for tomorrow. Save it. Save it. It's gonna be fun. So the voice of the Nostromo, or for mother, would be more accurate. She has a uh, interesting little uh, career. She and was, who would that voice be? She was in here. Uh, this was Helen Horton. Uh, she oh, sorry. is okay. Yeah. She has uh, a few movies out there. Nothing that you would go, oh, yeah, I know that one. Uh, it really starts at Alien because after Alien, she did a, a, a little no movie uh, a few years later called Superman 3. Uh, oh, she boy. was uh, Miss Henderson. And then uh, through the 70s and early 80s, she was probably on one of my favorite British shows. Of all time, the Benny Hill show. Oh, I thought you were going to say absolutely fabulous. No, no. Thank you, thank no. you, thank you. No, it's, Mike, it's, it's, I appreciate that because it's Benny Hill. I, it's Benny Hill or the young ones. It's it's one of those two. I just thank you because so many people who watch like British comedy and I don't have nothing against British comedy. I don't, but like the one thing they always keep mentioning is absolutely fabulous. And like, and I watched a couple episodes of it. Not funny. I mean, I guess if you're a woman, sure. But to me, just like, you know, Benny Hill, to me, top of the hill, it's fine. But I don't know. But yeah, anyway. No, but Benny Hill, Sorry. Benny Hill, the young but Benny Hill, yeah. yeah. Benny Hill, I've, I watched Benny Hill with my dad. <laughs> what time was that? Uh, every year, was it 2 a.m.? One, one, one no, 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 no. It was always right after Saturday Night Live. I, I would it, watch it. It was, yeah, because my dad worked nights. So he would come home and he's like, hey, son, what's going on? I'm like, I can't sleep. He says, let's watch some TV. He, and Benny Hill would come on. That or on CBS, they would have like the late horror show or the late, 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 late something. And yeah. My childhood was awesome. So was Mike's, I think. Oh, did you ever watch the, the, the young ones? No, I never watched oh. the young ones. <laughs> good oh my god you have yeah you have not uh 
the young ones, the cast and the young ones is uh, yeah, the cast and the young ones is is a very interesting cast. Uh, I'm trying to think who who else on there. You might recognize a couple of them. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I mean, most of them like, uh, are you a Black Adler? I don't know if you if you ever watch any of that. Mm-mm. Drop Dead Fred. Do you, you remember the film Drop Drop Dead Fred? Yeah, Fred. Fred. Yeah. Fred. Fred. Fred was in there. Uh, the, the the character of Fred was literally the character of um of uh of Rick. Um, he he was just this just this over the top guy. There's another one on uh, one of the guys. Uh, his name's uh Vian. And he's basically mm-hmm. he's a punk rocker. He's your seventies, eighties punk rocker. Pink hair, sp- spiked mohawk, mohawk going up on the front and the sides, leather jacket with spikes all over. It. And then he has like three stars pierced into his forehead. What? Oh yeah, dude. And How just come like, I've never seen this? Oh, gotta I gotta yeah. You just gotta check them out. Yeah, it's a great I'll check show. Them. You gotta send me the link to these things. Oh. I, oh, it was on. It was back on MTV back in like the 1980s, like mid 85, 86, I think. This is terrifying. Again, yeah, one of our first true images of the alien as he's going to look for. The- I just love the the scene overall, like the look, the industrialism of it. Stupid cat. Now, do you think the cat is basically the audience in this movie? He's us. No, I don't think so. I, don't I think he direction. is. I don't. I don't see how. Because he's running away. So we're not running away. We're sitting down watching. Well, that's a different thing. I'm just saying, as a cat. If you have the cat, you're gonna sit there and watch this thing kill somebody. Well, the best scene of, of the of the creature comes later to me. What is the one thing we've always talked about when we're doing space movies and you know Star Wars movies, especially? What I love, we love the worn in universe. That's why I was not a big fan of the prequels. It was just too glossy, too pretty, too pretty. This is more lived in. And like you said, this is a semi truck in space, so it should look like this. Like those chains are hanging there. I have no idea why, but they look creepy. I don't get their function, but it's fine. Did you ever, okay, did you ever have the alien creature itself? The first one that came out in 19, I think 80? Because they sold one. It was like a little bit, I think it was like two inch. Two feet tall or something? No. You know what I'm talking about? No? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, no, I never have. Okay. It. Did you know I found one of I found that action figure in the garbage? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It was and I I didn't keep it long because I was stupid. I should have, but and basically it was the whole thing, but I guess like a little piece of paint had it gotten over it. That's why the kid threw it out. This is so
when you're making a horror movie, it's all about the subtlety. It's not blim blam dead. Atmosphere. Even the music. I mean, the music is not overly done. But it fits. And that cat got this guy killed. Right here. Here we go. Dude, that freaked me out when I saw this. Like, what the hell is this thing? Even the cat is like, whoa. I'm out. First time you see it, and then boom. There you go. Yep, there you go. Freaking cat caused the death. Well, there is a fan theory that says that Jonesy was working with the alien. When you think mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. you think about it when you do see him. You know, there's a few times that the uh, the alien did did con- confront him. Yep, yeah, during I that think time. once, and it didn't do anything. Yeah, there's one time that you do see the alien find him uh, in his cat box, and the alien doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. No, did you know about cats? They're the guardians of the underworld in Egyptian mythology. There's also another fan theory that they that he uh, that Jonesy is the uh, analog of Ridley Scott on screen and traversing through the ship and the plot. Hmm. Could accept that one. And then there's a the final one, a major one, one that will tie universes together and blow oh people's minds. Oh no! That Jonesy is actually a flurkin. and he's the one that took Nick Fury's eye. Awful scene, by the way. <laughs> yeah, worst. Out of all the things, worst excuse by the way, ever. The Heroes of Asylum will never do that movie, Captain Marvel. I think I, I can say that safely. Yeah, most likely not. Yeah, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry. Just, it's funny that movie made over a billion dollars, and I think we we set our reasons why, but just not a. And I've only seen that movie once to this day. We got to put the polls back up, by the way. I say Jonesy should get his own spinoff show. I I think so, too. I think that'll that'll make I want to see what happened to Jonesy after this thing happened. Well, he he went to sleep, and then he woke up. And then uh, he went back into sleep, I think, because... Uh, you never saw him again after Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Well, Aliens, no, because, well, she never went back to Earth. Because she left him there, remember? When, after she oh, got her ticket, yeah, that's right. she's yeah. rubbing him, oh, I guess you're going to have to go back to back into sleep or something like that. Does not compute. See, fucking... Sorry. You right there? Having trouble yeah. with computers? 
does not compute. So the writer of this, because it wasn't Ridley Scott, it was actually uh, Dan O'Banion. He actually has a few other writing credits. Uh, one movie, actually, I, 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 I jokingly said I rewatched uh, not that long ago, but he did the screenplay for uh, Invaders from Mars. Uh, he was did oh, the boy. screenplay for Return of the Living Dead. Uh, for you old school 80s and Rob Schneider fans, he did Blue Thunder. That's right, folks, Blue Thunder. Uh, he also did um, our uh, Heavy Metal. We've already done Heavy Metal, so make sure you guys do check that out in the archives. archives. So, yeah, he definitely has a, a screenplay also for Total Recall. Um, he's been uh, been around, done done quite a bit. Total Recall. Um, he did the screen uh, screen story. Jason would be the screenplay. It doesn't. I've never heard screen story before. Mm. Uh, then he did a whole bunch of like short stories for. Oh a, no! Here we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's okay. This is probably one of the best scenes. This is it's just just a whole series of him having to go digging around. I actually remember watching this. God, I was. Did you watch it alone? Uh, yes, I did actually. At my <laughs> at my grandparents' house, actually, I went up for once up to uh, DC for the summer. Was staying with them, and, and my grandmother would we'd go to the video store, and I did like throw you back, guys, and let, and let you know how old I am. I would pick up for the mornings. I would pick up a couple of a uh, DVD or not DVDs, wow, VHS player uh, videos for uh, GI Joe, the original. You know, VHS and Transformers. I'd watch those in the morning, and then I was allowed one movie. And I remember picking this up, and she's like, "You sure?" I was like, "Yeah." And I remember, I, I curl up on the on their lazy boy, and they went about their day, and it, it was down in an ice cold basement, like rec room kind of thing, a little oh dark. God. It was perfect. Your reasoning for renting movies sounds eerily similar to me and my brother because we would literally do the same. We would pick like what what, what was called the two safe movies, and then we would pick the movie that like may or may not they would actually rent. And one of the the movies that we we picked up was called um, Vampire in Love. Yeah. So, actually, I, I picked that one up. My brother fell asleep. Darn it. So. Anyway, moving on. So uh, Sigourney had actually pictured the alien because she'd never seen a picture because they kept a lot of things secret from the cast because they, they didn't want to. Even like the uh, the Daily Rushes uh, in production, it was only seen by H.R. Uh, Geiger and uh, Balio Bali- 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 I think Ridley, Ridley as well, right? Oh, well, Ridley because he was the one doing it, yeah. But, you know, they they, they, uh, they didn't see any of the any of the rushes or anything because they wanted to keep the cast a little, you know, on edge and, and, and blinded to it. But, but uh, Sigourney Weaver had said she pictured the alien as a big yellow blob chasing, chasing the Stromos crew when she was reading the script. And then when she finally saw it, probably peed herself a little, especially on this next scene. 
And think about this for a second. When you actually see what the creature looks like, this is 1979. And that creature still holds up today. Mm-hmm. And we are in 2020. And it's still terrifying. I remember um, a game. It's a game. Oh, here we go. I think a movie quarantine has tried to copy this scene, but didn't quite do it. It's all about, you know, atmosphere, timing and, you know, etc. But Oh, there we go. That's it. See, first look. That was the first and it was a quick shot. You didn't see him killing him or anything at all. It was a quick little shot. Boom. Done. That was it. No, what I was going to say is, um, back in the day, I, um, I think it was what year. I think I moved to Florida. We bought an Atari Jaguar system, which is a system that's no longer around. And when the first game and only game we bought was Alien vs. Predator. And the game had a mode where you actually could play as a predator or you could play as the alien. But the best mode to play as was as a marine because you're being hunted by both the alien and predator. And you actually had a little scanner thing. So wherever you go, whatever room, you could see if something's going to track you. Like the predator, you couldn't track. But the alien, you could. You could see the little beep, like beep, beep, beep. And when it get closer, the louder it would get. And imagine playing that game at about 1 o'clock in the morning. You can't sleep. And under the covers, like, is it coming? You're like, ah, you're freaking out. There was another uh, alien game I played. It had zero music. It was all atmosphere noise. Just like you would in a movie. You're walking through the ship and all you're hearing is, and you'll hear the, in the background, you know, and then that's about all you're, and it was just zero, no, no music to, to be heard. And it was so fucking scary. Same thing. I think I was, I was living here, but I was uh, staying with a, a roommate of mine and, and he'd gone off to do something. I think he had a, a gig that night or something. And I'm just sitting there playing it in the dark. <laughs> it's just like, you freaking <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? You all think about this. You punish yourself. You always got to play games like that in your dark. I think um, the most recent game is um, Dead Space. Dead Space is another game that, like, especially the first one, has like totally the alien vibe. Try playing that game. Like, I, I played like literally five minutes of it and I stopped it. And I, I still have it here. It's somewhere around here. Well, there's a one game on. Um on uh xbox it's a it's one of the free ones it's a uh, it's alien uh isolation and i want to check that one out and see how yeah, that, i almost i almost thought about downloading it today and playing it before we go to watch i'd have like it's like kind of like a you know an, an extra reference and you know get, get a little bit more on edge so now the actor who played the alien a mr uh god forbid me Bolji Badeo. Close enough. It was, uh, he's from, uh, he's a native uh, Nigerian. And this is the only film he did. And he was primarily picked to do it because of his size. He was like six, four, six, five. Hmm. And uh, he was primarily picked because of just his lengthiness or lankiness. Lankiness. Yeah. And, um, 6'10", I'm so sorry, 6'10". 
And uh, but yeah, unfortunately, he passed away early, uh, very young at 39. Oh, God rest his soul from a sickle cell anemia. But yeah, he was uh, he was discovered in a bar by a member of the film crew uh, who felt that he would be ideal to play the creature. Uh, well, he didn't really get a lot of. I mean, yeah, he didn't get a lot of airtime, but yeah, a lot of airtime, but no. I love that. Unable to clarify. Basically saying, don't kill it. We wanted to survive. There we go. And now we're introduced to the the corporation, the company, the man. The man. Mm-hmm. They're like the original Umbrella Corporation. That's what I always say. Or is Umbrella really after them? I don't know. Did you see that teaser for the uh, Resident Evil series coming up? Yeah, I did, yeah. Looks pretty good. They actually cast... Well, I guess we'll talk about it someday. Sorry, guys. I have to remember that I have to keep information on the show. There's your female empowerment right there. Not thrown in your face. It was built up subliminally. How old is she in this movie? Who's Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Do not know. Let's see. She is now. Oops, that's uh, that's Ellen Ripley. Let's see. Twenty-one. So she it was nineteen forty-nine. She was born. So that would make her what? She's thirty. Oh, she's seventy-one now. She doesn't look seventy-one. But she's seventy-one. Yeah. Yeah, she Damn. was born in 1949, so yeah, Shit. 30 years after she was born, she did this. I uh, finally get to see the turn of Ash. Yep. Whose room is that? I think it was like a middle room, like like an I don't the general oh, area a of, room. Or a, lot of por- a lot of porn stuff. Hey, you know, again, truck drivers. What a horrible way to go! Oof. Yeah, like what is he trying to do? Is he trying to suffocate her? Yeah, I, I, I I've always know. wondered. I'm like, it, 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 I, I got some. Ooh, I got some. I mean, I've, I've I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Like I've I've seen a lot of like you know you know true crime things and I've never heard of that being done to anybody. Yeah, it's just well, 
was smothered by magazine. That, that not on the on the list that I've ever seen. So, like, what did he? Yeah, if anybody can explain, please let us know on the on our Facebook page because uh, Mike needs to know what the oh, that was. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Somebody's like, Dunn lost his head. Damn. Sorry, that's my dad joke for the day. Please don't don't unfriend us. Please don't unfriend us. Yeah. I know several people have unfriended me, but do not unfriend the heroes of Asylum. Thank you. I mean, we've said a lot worse, but you know, just definitely. Yeah, yeah, true. So, um, that's graphic. This mush is is a combination of different foods and and stuff, and and there are milk and uh, there's some onion rings. Uh, if you if you look hard enough, you'll find an onion ring uh, in there as well. There is, uh, ooh, I just remembered a movie that I think you're not gonna remember, but if you remember, I will give you major thumbs up now. You know how we always have this recall information when we're, we're doing these. Okay. Because I think that black actor, or excuse me, African-American actor was in that movie. Do you remember a movie called The Stuff? Yeah. It was a, it was like a, 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 an ice cream kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And they yeah. all turned to zombies or yeah, something. Yeah. It was like, the, it was like the body, body snatchers, but, but, or it was like the mix of the body snatchers and the blob kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah I remember that. And, I don't know why I just thought about that movie now. What was the probably the the, the milkiness? Is the milkiness okay? The milky goodness. Got milk. milk good. Sorry, another bad dad joke. Milk. Fuck. The milk is good, dude. Two percent, dude. To I go with? Or soy milk. And again, guys, do, do, this so, is do, done does, in does 1979. Does, does soy have nipples? No. Okay. Good classic uh, movie making technique there, but it, it seems to work. Practical. That's why I love The Force Awakens when they mix the practical with the CGI. I'm seamless. I'm, I'm a big practical guy. I mean, you know, I, I understand the love of CG because I obviously got to move on. I'm not too much of an old man, but. Back in my day, we used to use these things called practical. Hey, we're not too far away from that, <laughs> by the way. Uh, uh, Just saying. I, I, lo- I love my friends to death, but did tonight hanging out at uh, at the Winchester, I, I was like, I was, did, I felt did you like feel a, like the? the young I, guy? I was like, yeah, I felt I was feeling like the young guy, and I'm like, man, I really need to. <laughs> I, I, I was going to step back. <laughs> I need to step back. I, I love you guys, but uh, the conversation's going to kind of. Old. Can you do me a favor? When we get that to that age, I never want to be like that. Oh uh, God, I hope when I am that age, I won't remember, so it won't matter. So we can still keep yeah. doing yeah. this. Good. I'm yeah. just, right. So sure. according to Sir Ian Holm, gentleman that played Ash, obviously, Ash's head contains spaghetti, cheap caviar, and onion rings. So, uh, so make sure you guys think of that and think of the smell under all those lights sitting out oh, there. Oh, boy. Mm, cheap caviar and onion rings. Yeah. Gosh, Sigourney still looks the same. Maybe a couple wrinkles, but can't believe she's seventy-one. 
Uh, just unplug that motherfucker. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Fuck him. Sorry, guys. Oh, got a rip shirt straight out of Captain Kirk's book. Got to open up the shirt. Yeah, the shirt's up, dude. A little jungle fever. There we go. Wow. I just hit me just anyway. <laughs> That's right. You flamethrow him. Ouch. Get to the escape pods. Get out. Get to the chopper. Chopper. Hmm. All right. I don't know why, but the background right here, it looks like the Canon symbol for Canon cameras or something else. I don't know why. Got to fix that hair, Sigourney. There we go. Again, this is all a painting right now. Painting, miniatures. There's that blue dot again. Here we go. So Gordon's going to button up the hair and stuff's going to happen. Now, at this point, she's basically going to press a button and Princess Leia comes on and says, Come with me, Obi-Wan. That way, oh, I forgot the line. Sorry, guys. It's almost one o'clock in the morning here. But we always do this at Midnight's Movies. We give you the best content in the world. No matter what time, Mike and Kane are always on time. Sometimes. Most of the while. There was talks for a while to actually... um they wanted to remake this movie. I think it was like echoes of some people, but you know, thank goodness it didn't go anywhere because even for the time, like I think people, you know, nowadays, you know, I don't want to mention millennials because I don't want to be that guy, but you know, millennials who watch this, you know, they'll see it like, Oh, you know what? Great movie. But you know, I don't get it. You know, it, it doesn't have the flashy things. It should be remade. Like, there's a lot of movies that shouldn't be remade, and this is one of them. You don't remake this one. You don't remake Godfather. You don't remake Alien. You don't remake Back to the Future. So just some movies that stand a test of time. I thought Spartacus would have been one of them too, but sadly they remade that. It's unfortunate. Again, the lighting, atmosphere. We have barely seen the creature throughout this whole movie, and yet you're terrified to death of it. 
What's she looking for? Looking for a way out. It's a window over there. Just jump out that. Somewhere. No, I was just saying before, like, there were echoes of some people saying that this should be remade, you know, for millennials. And I'm, I'm not against millennials, but they were like, oh, it's too old. It's too dark looking. They should lighten up and more action. Like, nope. no. In my opinion, like right now, as far as like a genre goes and off the top of my head, there are three movies that should never be remade. This one, Back to the Future and Godfather. You do not remake those movies. They stand the test of time. I'd throw others in there, but for yeah, for, I, for, for, for a good, for a good like, starting. Of course, you could say others, but I'm just saying like right now, top of my head, those would be the three. I mean, because Jaws, you, you've already had your your series of Jaw of shark movies. We've already gotten that. Deep blue sea. <laughs> Keep going. But um, Scarface to me, Scarface should not be remade. It captured, it was it's capturing a moment. Yeah, I know it's going to be, but it captured a moment in history that that kind of violence and that kind of lifestyle wouldn't be understood and couldn't be repeated now. No, no, it can because it, it fit a time. Yeah, because of the time, yeah. because because time cocaine period. was such a huge, massive influx. It was part of the culture at large. Oh, here we go. Oh, great. Yeah, great look. And again, you see the full thing of it, but not really. Again, it's a subtlety. Yeah, there are certain movies that, that like you, you're a huge factor on soundtrack. Yes. There are certain movies you probably can't remake because of also the soundtrack and the style yeah. and the type of music it was for, and that music worked at that time. Um, Back to the Future, I'm going to, you threw that in there already, but I'm going to say Back to the Future is the same way. You can redo Back to the Future now, but what really made the movie was the time it took place in, because then you go back mm -hmm. to the 60s. Mm -hmm. But then the music was a, such a huge, you know, moment of that. Mm hmm. And I think there's another one that I, I know can't get rid. And they, they they made a movie, and I thought it was horrible. Um, it was fun. It's fun to watch, but it's not great because of what they tried to do. But the Vampire Chronicles, because a big part of the Vampire Chronicles is when it's taking place. It's taking place in the '80s, in the music scene that was in the '80s, the hair metal band scene. It's terrible. And then I uh, mean, the whole description of. The of Vampire Lestat, his voice is supposed to be undescribable. So when you choose to undescribe, you know, try choose to describe something that's undescribable, you choose corn. Don't get that, <laughs> and I just don't think it can be done. I mean, corn's music is describable, and I'm not I'm saying I'm, a, I'm not a corn fan. I like corn, but it's not. You like that soundtrack, though. Yeah, but I but I get what you're saying. You have to have an undescribable voice for a guy who basically has an undescribable voice. Yeah. So you can't. How do you describe something that's undescribable? Oh, I'm going to throw corn on there. Yeah. I'm going to throw Jonathan Davis yeah. on there. He's going to be the voice. I'm over it. <laughs> no, that's Dave. That's Dave Raymond. I'm sorry. 
I feel it coming. But yeah, I mean, there's just, I just think there are certain movies that just the time it was made are those lightning in the bottle moments. They fit a time. They fit a time. Yes. Yeah, I think the lightning the in the bottle, thing. but they were made at the right moment, the right time. They captured something that if you try to remake it, it's going to taint what the first one was. Uh, a reimagining, a continuation. Maybe I can go. With, I'll go with more continuation. Maybe, 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 maybe. But nothing else. Now, you and I have always talked about the Highlander series being done. Now, I think if they redo it, they have to get Queen to redo it. And, and not use not use Freddy's. If they're going to redo it, get Adam Lambert to do those songs. And he can do them. I've heard him do them all. So you're still paying tribute to Queen but you're going to have a new version of Queen. So to make the younger generation, the new, and the, you know, the new, okay. to um, make them happy. So you're getting still the same feel because you need those songs in there. That makes, again, the song, like you said, soundtrack makes a movie. You mm-hmm. need those songs in there to fit that. Any other songs in there? No. Nah. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this though. If you're going to, if you're going to do that Highlander remake, I'm cool with Adam Lambert and Queen. It's fine. What time period do you set back as the past? Do you still go with Scotland or mm-hmm. do you go with well, somewhere else? It's got to be that. Okay. He's a Highlander. That's where the name comes from. The Highlands right. of Scotland. Right. Has to be, yeah. You just make him older instead of being in the 80s right. that he comes. Uh, I'm just know, curious. Yeah. And Jonesy lucks out, man. I think you're right. Jonesy was working with the alien. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just something there. He's like, yeah, man, I ain't gonna killed. You're screwed. Again. Shots, selection, atmosphere, this. Boom. Boom. That that head jerk, that, that, that head freeze. Jerk. That's See? just freaky. It's just But it's fear. That's panic. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a great actor. We right don't there. have in horror movies today, well, some, but you don't have this. Sorry, I adjust my chair, but yeah, I mean, honest, but again, it's it's this has been done. Anything that tries to be this, there we go. Yep. See, this is the he theory. Was, he was talking. He was just talking to him. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, what's we're, up, we're, what's we're up Jonesy, going? man? We're gonna we're gonna meet for a drink later on. Yeah, yeah bro, let's go. All right, cool. Just make sure I don't get killed, man. All right, man, I got you. This trick is crazy, yo. Was that Jonesy being Mexican now, or, or is that what you're going with? <laughs> or is the alien Mexican? Because then that's a whole other thing. We're talking about illegal illegal aliens now. Oh, I didn't bring I that mean, up. That I'm just asking, I'm asking where you're you. going. I'm just hey, asking where you're going I with that. say a word. <laughs> so you were just bringing stuff up, sir. <laughs> just asking where you're going with that. That's all. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, I'm sorry. Like, usually when I'm, I'm, we're doing these movie watch-alongs, I'll mention, like, some things that are going on in the background or an actor I noticed. But this movie is so awesome that I just don't have a lot to say. Like, I'll mention atmosphere and what we're going through and a couple other things. But I love this movie so much that I just can't, you know, I just can't make fun of it. Not even if I try. There's just too much goodness in it. 
kind of like last what was it last man on earth that we did it was a couple a month ago i believe uh yeah yeah about a month ago. yeah that's another one that i saw but i didn't actually see but when i saw it again i just fell in love with it and actually when we did that movie watched on the next day i watched the movie again just to pick up some other things and that's literally a movie you could do twice or three times just pick up like what, what wait did he just say this and These uh, flashing lights will be more featured in um, the next Aliens movie. I think they're more obnoxious here and, and give you more of a tension. Tense feel. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Because I know what you're talking about in the movie. Yeah, they're in there, but not as... Not as much... I think this is just, and not only that, but I think it's also the claustrophobia of this scene. Does she use the same gun in the next movie? No, I mean, there, there's a flame, there's a flamethrower involved, but it's not the same flamethrower. Okay, but I think she attaches another gun to it. Yeah, she, ta- yeah, t- attaches the pulse rifle. Oh, that's right. Which I did that, by the way, when did I was you? a kid. Um, do you remember the water guns that were machine guns and they got like yes, them? yes, I do. I had two of them and I taped them together. So I had double. You know I what I was it. thinking about? It was funny that, you know, sadly, with all this COVID crap going on, I was thinking about organizing a water gun fight. Like a like a like a first official event, like a here's a sign, like water fight, like in the park somewhere and like get water guns, just go at it. Like sponsored by Nerf. As far as, yes. <laughs> well, I wish, but. But then COVID happened. I mean, maybe we'll do it next year. We should always thought. do that. Do do like a little bowling get together. Do a group hunt thing and say, "Hey, let's everybody meet up and do bowling." You know, the bowling thing is a safe bet, yeah. but the water gun fight is. Come over and put your hands and put your fingers in strange balls. Come on, folks. <laughs> that is Mike, by the way, at the Heroes of Silent Podcast at Gmail. Right. I do not condone putting your fingers in strange balls. <laughs> send me all of your email please now you can tell that midnight movies is actually after midnight after this so here's a little interesting nugget they, they had a you know, they had a, a movie that they were going to work on uh, 2015 uh was supposed to be the fifth alien movie never got uh you know uh, weaver was confirmed for it uh she was going to reprise the role but um it, it kind of just kind of fizzled away but do you remember the movie The Predator? Yes. I'm, personally, I liked it. I thought it was a cool idea to flip the script. Except Bring alien the alien, dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except for that. Or Predator Dogs, I'm sorry. But the, but the, the whole concept of what they were actually, yeah, that was cool. I, I actually dug that. But go on, I'm sorry. But in the end, the... They were going to have. They had an alternate ending for the Predator movie, uh, and, and in the end, you're seeing uh, a displaying. There's a displaying Wyland y- uh, Yatani Corporation pod containing Ripley in it, and it was going to be played by uh, Brianna Watkins, oh, wearing man. a wearing a Wyland Ignata breathing apparatus shaped like an alien face hugger. And uh, uh, was yet why to, didn't yeah. they do that? It was supposed to be another nod to connecting the, the, <sighs> the Predator movie. Yeah, I thought that would have been a kind of a cool little little nod. I, you know, when I was, I was like, that's kind of cool. Just, just that's a nice, kind of a cool thing. 
just you know, I say, hey, yes, we're yeah, we're still part of the same universe. We're not we're not done yet. What is the one thing we've always said, Mike? Connection. Connection. I, I think I think what probably is the other thing, but besides that, besides don't connection. But what is the other thing we don't, we don't we always say? Don't shit on legacy. Yeah. And to me, I think that would have been a nice little nod, nice easy. Uh, I mean, even like I think uh, if you take go back to like the uh, the eighties, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, I think uh, a Predator Two, the simplest nod, an alien skull. Yeah, yeah. I mean that Predator Two is Predator Two is one of my Predator Two is one of my guilty yeah. pleasures, man. That's one of my guilty pleasures. Oh that, boy, that fueled geek fandom like for a for decade, years. <laughs> years because we already we already had the comic books yeah we had the comic books at that time through you know through dark horse like we were talking about earlier but that was the first visual oh wait they're connecting them in this in this over you know this bigger world and i don't know we're like okay and then that fed the fuel the fuel to fire that lasted decades until we got a true alien versus predator movie even that line by danny glover at the end he's like don't worry too old for this shit oh no that's they'll be back yeah I love the fact that the Predator gave Danny Glover that gun from the Old West. I think that that was Wyatt Earp's gun. He just looked at him and said, here you go. What's, no, I thought that was a flintlock. I didn't think that was a No, I that, that was, was a Wyatt Earp's gun. Was it? That's, oh, okay. peace, that's Peacemaker, man. Look it up. If I'm wrong, guys, you know, here's Asylum, you know, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Let me know. But that's Peacemaker. That's the thing he was alluding to. He's like, hey, guess what? You know, we took out the best, and you survived. So here you go. You know, the funny thing about it, it's like if you don't over glamorize, simplicity is the best thing. Like no, this no, movie it, clearly it, it, illustrates it's a, right it's here. A fl- yeah, it's a flintlock. Is it a flintlock? Yeah. Oh, that was Peacemaker. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was a flintlock. That's what. You, but there, there is engraving on it. Um, it was a Joseph. Adolin, seventeen seventy five. I can't read the actual script on it. Oh, Raphael. Sorry, Raphael. O'Donnellini or something like that. I don't know. Is that somebody famous? No, I don't have to look it up. Yes. I really thought that was Peacemaker. I'm sorry. Here we go. Oh, Jonesy's safe and safe. What is up with that thong? That ain't a thong. It's pre-thong. Okay. That, that, that's 70s. Okay, it's not... He wasn't a person specifically, but there is a tie-in, actually. That would have been for the comic books. So there's another tie-in to the comic books. Okay. Um, That... Let me see what comic book that when year did the comic book come out to see if that's oh right. yeah Sigourney we were showing a little bit of a crack there we go this scene boom yeah that was great boom boom it shows one thing the alien ain't stupid that's what I liked about it, because most creatures in every movie, they're dumb. Like, oh, we're doing this. And we're going to get killed. No, this one was like hiding out. Like, hey, I know you're going to escape. I'm going to hide out. I'm going to wait my time. 
And basically, if you look at it right now, it or whatever it is, is waiting its time. It's like, I'll, I'll still here. I'll stay here. That's fine. We'll crash on Earth. I'll devour it. And she's like, nope. Now, the song she starts singing was actually Sigourney's choice. She just started singing it when they were doing the filming. I can't see what year the comic book came out, but apparently it was trying to link to a sequel that they wanted to make. But it's about uh, Raphael uh, O'Donnellini's, uh, the the flint uh, pistol was actually, he was a pirate. And the he gave his that gun to the predator, and so they were trying to hint to a a sequel. But I don't know. I know there's a comic book about it, but I don't know if the comic book came in out out before or after. But if not, that would have been a great another great tie-in. But only to uh, only to folks who know for sure, you know, what it means. Some of the the goop around the alien's mouth I was reading about is they were saying that that was actually uh, KY jelly, but also a mixture of like shredded condoms. And so that way, when you see like some of the some of the stuff connecting, it's more tissuey and, and, and elastic. Oh, she's got to get that gun up. Yeah, I remember watching this the first time, and I, this one, this one had me on the edge of my seat. It's like, and again, like I said, I was probably probably one of the first movies that the alien creature is not stupid, like I just said. Yeah, it's not. It's not a mindless it's, it's way, creature. Like, yeah, it's food, it's. Gonna, it's uh, yeah, like Frank said, it's, it's waiting out. It's like, you know what? I know where you're going. You're going to go to the planet. I'm going to wait it out. Get off. I'll kill you before we get off. And hey, okay. Kill you before we get off. I don't want to populate your whole planet. It's, it's probably healing up right now from whatever went through. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, what it is. It's, it's like it's resting. Now she's trying to draw it out. I wonder what Jonesy's thinking right now. He's already in the pod. He's asleep. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. He's like, he's awake. He's like looking at this like, hey, man, what's going on? You guys. <laughs> All right, bitch. Now you're pissing me off. Yeah. I'm trying to sleep. You know, it's funny. Like, we've always talked about like sequels do not equal the first movie. I think Aliens... Not superior, but does stand on its own. 
Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean that was one of the things that it, we, you know, a lot of uh, it, it, and, and in a way, kind of trumped it. Not, it well, not in a way, the, because not it, the original one, but I'm just saying, like it stood in its own. It was more sci-fi action. You yes. know, it would okay. be less Thank horror. You. There was less horror and suspense in the second one. There was a few few moments. I'm not saying it wasn't. You know, uh, Newt in the water, probably like probably one of the most tense scenes. And that whole thing when she falls down about, and she's, well, she's in Gutierrez and her friend and and, and the air ducts. Yeah. Oh. But I think but I think that that scene with her in the yeah with her in the uh, in water you know and all you you just oh yeah that they're one trying to rip her up and yeah it's um the I think the movie Aliens I think did better because it was more action you had more characters yeah. it was more it, it, there was a lot more characters going on in there. Burn that and the aliens is still trying to sneak in. Got vaporized. Dead. But I, th- I think with aliens, I mean, it was another one of those moments where you know it was proof that James Cameron can knock a sequel out. And yeah, that's really where he got his directorial power from because you know he he squashed that rule. Repeatedly, you know, did, he, did it he, once with yes, aliens, and then yes, yes, he did. That's yes, he did. That's one of the things that when I think about these Avatar sequels coming out, and people are like, "Oh, they're gonna suck." I'm like, you know what? I am not gonna say it. It's not gonna suck because it's James Cameron, and what James Cameron is is like, you know what? He always does something like, "Whoa, wait a minute." My only concern is it's been a while. He's been, he's been, he's you know been what? Absent. Agreed. Yes. But I'm just saying like in James, James Cameron is one of those guys, those casts like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing Titanic. And you know, unfortunately I had to watch it in the theater a couple of times, I'm sorry. Not, by, not by choice. Oh. <clears throat> I was trying to do something. But anyway, um, yeah. Jonesy. Again, just subtlety. Even a shot like that, seeing her sleep in space, and you fade to this. Yeah, and you, and if you remember how you know the next one starts, it's like you know a, a nice poetic connection. Yeah. So our introduction or our our foray into sci-fi, sci-fi horror. horror. Yeah. Kind of knocking it out. I I enjoyed it. I, I it's again. It's one of my one of my favorite movies. I'm not going to say I'm going to put it in my top ten, but definitely up there. One I can watch over and over again. I um, think it's it's one of the movies that you know we did Man from Earth, which is you know when we did that. I, that was the second time I watched it. And I was like, wow, better than I thought. And this is one of the movies. If you guys you know when you hear this. That I barely had like little puns and all that, and me and Mike always jabbing. But this is one of those movies you watch, and like it still holds up. It's still so good, and it, and basically it it built the sci-fi horror universe of everything to come. I've always said that. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, definitely. Probably. No, this would this yeah. put it. I mean, because like you were saying before, you know, two thousand one, it doesn't have. It's more of a suspense one. It's not a horror one. 
This one added the more the, that levity of a true horror movie. Uh, Jaws in space, you know. Yeah. You're you're out and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're on your own with you, your friends, and whatever's in front of you. And then you have to something to you have to conquer something. It fo it follows the the standard horror trope as well as a with a female lead, you know, and being the being the heroine and outlasting everybody, but not forced. No, again, not forced. When That's you the when big you thing. look at when you look at forced. when you look at horror movies and the and the trope of a female, a strong female character, the no horror movie ever have I seen where it's a forced strong woman. It's it's just that she's the one that made it. She's the one that had enough fortitude and guts to to push through and I mean, make it. I mean, far to, what is it? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Who's that one girl who survives throughout the whole, all the films? Nancy. Nancy, Nancy survives. Like she, she figures it out. Like, wait a minute, yep. I know what's going on here. I'm stay awake. You know, I'm not gonna yep. dream and all that. Like female characters have been built over time without being forced. Yeah, prim and I primarily, love, like, primarily I love in the horror female characters. Yeah. Primarily in the Sorry. horror genre. I mean, it's primarily that's where. Yes, in the horror genre, even in don't you know other movies like you know I can mention. I don't want to spoil stuff, but they have been so prominent. Like if you look at a horror movie, the female actually survives and actually thrives mm -hmm. in other things. They, they, they're not pushed forward like this one. They would not push forward. Like you think, Oh wait, Thomas scared. has got top billing right now. He's going to survive for the whole movie. No, he doesn't. He dies like midway through. That's it. I don't know. It's just this whole thing that nowadays that I think, you know, it bugs me. You don't need to force yourself on somebody like, hey, look at me. I'm right here. No, do it like this subtly. Like, oh, wow. And that character was built up after this movie. Like, oh, wait, we have to make another one. And the next movie, guess what? She got top cast billing. Yeah, this is, Go the, figure. This is the only one Lin that she never she didn't get top cast. Every other alien one, she was top. What about Linda Hamilton? Like, Linda Hamilton was not the top cast in the first Terminator movie, right? After that. Okay, well, Arnold was, but she was, you know, top two. Just saying, you don't have to force female characters to be like, "Hey, guess what? I'm here." No, they're they're there. We know there doesn't have to be a message when you're when you're showing them. They're, show them there. We don't. Yeah, it's it's more of a I'm trying to find the right term for it. That it's it's like, hey, we're there doesn't have to be a statement that they're there. They're there and they're, and they're strong and that, and we accept them for that. And that's it. We we love watching that happen. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like almost, I mean, like, you know, I don't mean to just go outside the box a little bit, but sometimes when we fe meet females, like as guys, like, Oh my God, like, Hey, you know what? You know, we don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. Probably I'm just talking out of, you know, rant, but you know, okay. I'm talking out of rant. I, was, I, had, I had a good thing, but I'm, I'm going to cut it off. All right, guys. So, <laughs> guys, you know, let me go first. At the Here's a Silent Podcast underscore at Twitter and Instagram. Check us out there, Mike. Uh, make sure you guys do uh, check us out for our regular Here's Asylum website or, or podcast that is uh, usually released every Monday. And it's Kane and I doing a review of everything that came the week before. Uh, so if you guys are interested, check it out. We uh, are on our Facebook page as well, so you guys can check us out live while we're doing that. Hopefully everything works better this week. It's been having a little video issues, but we'll get back up to doing that. Uh, and also, if anybody's ever interested in joining us and wants to sit down and just chit-chat, I mean, we are here. Uh, we're here through the week, so just hit us up, and we'd be more than happy to go over stuff with you and just talk and BS and 
like I said, like Kane's always said, you know, if you ever want to join the midnight movies for a, for a show, uh, what's hap- what's happening next week? I think we're doing the thing. The thing, the John Carpenter's. We're doing. Uh, we're doing. My, actually, we're doing like it's. It's actually a double whammy. We're doing my movie of the month, and we're doing the horror movie of the week, which is the thing. Nineteen eighty-two, John Carpenter's thing, guys. If you want to join in on this one, please yeah. do because I'm going to be salivating the whole thing, eating nachos and yeah, chips and yeah, wine and all not, that. It's going to be talking. It's going to be a love fest. So yeah, make because, sure you guys, if you guys want to join into that, let us know. We can get you guys set up, get you whatever you need, and then you can just sit here with us and chit chat about movies. And remember, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum. <laughs>